0: Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. We're so blessed that you're joining us today. You know, Matthew 24, Jesus states in reference to the last days, which we're in right now, and lest those days be shortened, there should be no flesh saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. We see events happening all around us, each day bringing us closer and closer to the climatic event that prophets of old have always said would happen. You know, for some, they wring their hands and say, oh, woe is me. For others, I share, as Jesus said, you're blessed because your eyes see what the prophets of old desired to see. They hear and they what they they can't even hear what they desire to hear, but you can. You are blessed because you see these things and hear these things. That's exciting to me, praise God. And to help bring some clarity to this topic and prayerfully touch the hearts of someone somewhere today with the truth of the Bible, our good friend, Dr. Richard Ruling is back to discuss the scriptures and others, but just, he's going to share just how close we truly are to what the Bible calls the end time. Praise God. Help me welcome back to the program, Dr. Richard Ruley. Dr. Ruley, it is indeed a blessing to have you
2: back on the program today. Boy, it's a pleasure to me and a privilege. I, uh, you know, uh, where two or three are gathered, God is with us. He promised that in uh, Matthew 18. And uh, I feel as close to God with you as anybody. <laughs> Praise <laughs> Appreciate.
1: God. Appreciate Amen. Uh,
2: Amen. Thank you for the opportunity and uh, looking forward
1: to sharing here. Amen. Now, last time, we shared about the first three seals in the book of Revelation. I'd like us to discuss the fourth and fifth seals today, You know, but the fourth seal, that's a bit more complex. And for the sake of clarity, we're going to start with seal number five first, then follow up with number four. But before we do that, Dr. Rooley, I want to bring up something that recently occurred, which we've discussed before on a few occasions, and we talked about in your book, Megaquake 2023. Uh, what do you think about that recent 7.8 quake along the Syria-Turkey border in reference to what you had put in your book?
2: Well, I I am confident that uh, coming events cast their shadow before, and this is serious, but it's not the event in my book. I'm not going to mm, say, okay. oh, my book, it has its fulfillment. No, mm-hmm. that's not it, okay? Amen. okay. I, I, I'm really uh, steadfast. I believe that t- two months from now, we will see, uh, the beginning and confirmatory sign. Uh, I, I'm I'm confident that this is the year that end times begin, mm-hmm. and God's appointed time is Passover in the spring, uh, not in uh, in February or okay. uh, you know. But um, the, the Israelites were to pray that God would pass over them, that it wouldn't mm-hmm. fall on them, and that's His appointed time. And when the end times get here, it will fit His appointed times. Amen. Amen. I just wanted to bring that out for people that say, well, sure. "Was that earthquake what you were
1: talking about?" And I knew you were talking about something happening around Passover. So uh, yes. I just wanted to bring that out before we get started, because we always talk about your book at the end. <laughs> I want to talk <laughs> about it in the beginning, you know, praise yeah. the Lord. All right. So share with us what you've discovered about the fifth seal in the book of Revelation. Uh, what does? I mean, this has to do with
2: Jesus' name, Christ's name, correct? Yes, because it says you'll be hated for my name about seven different times. uh, uh, uh some translations obscure it when they say, uh, you'll be hated for my name's sake, and some Mm -hmm. say hated for my sake. They don't even mention the name, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. But it's really about hated for my name, and the point is that um, there was no J in Hebrew and no J in Greek, so how did we get Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Amen. Uh, Amen. I know there was a Savior, and I'm not negating anything, but I just want to know the truth, because I don't think an angel would come to Mary and ask her to give her son, a Greek name, you know, <laughs> uh, basically. Uh, yeah. And and the, the name in Hebrew of Joshua, uh, if you uh, see the, the J's were replaced by translators, but um, uh, Christ said, I am come in my father's name and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. Interesting forecast or prophecy for our time and what's happened with, with his name Satan could not get rid of God, uh, but he attacked his name, his identity. And the same is true for for Christ, okay, in the sense that uh, if Christ came in the Father's name, and now we got Jesus. Do you know how, by the way, uh, let me say this, that Zephaniah 3, verse 9 says, uh, I will turn the people to a pure tongue that they might all call upon the name of the Lord. See, Mm -hmm. that's the translation. Well, uh, it's about a phonetic, a pure tongue. It's not just the letters. It is how we say it. And the fact is that through history, it's not right to translate proper nouns. We transliterate them sound for sound. Otherwise, when uh, President Bush went to China, uh, they might uh, say in Chinese, uh, this is little shrub, you know, know, a a shrub, bush, you know, and and so on. But uh, he wouldn't recognize that but if they, if they pronounce his name the same way, Bush, uh, they know he's talking. He knows he's talking to them. And mm-hmm. so uh, trans name should be transliterated sound for sound as the owner of that name uh, would indicate. And so uh, that's that's behind translation problems. And I was going to ask you, uh, do you happen to know how they would translate Christ's name in uh, in Italy? No. Uh-uh. OK, well, yeah, uh, it, it would be uh Jesus. Uh, and the point is, phonetically, that's Jesus. You know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and Zeus right. is the savior it's god the of god. Greek mytho- mythology. Yeah, he yeah. saved everybody. No need oh, to repent, wow. just appeal wow. to Zeus, you know, and so on. Yeah. And in, in South America, they say Jesus, hey, okay? Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. But we say Jesus, uh, uh, you know, it's close to that. My point is, um, uh, Zeus was not the savior's name or God's name. And uh, we have to repent. We can't. Uh, the Savior God of Greek mythology can save everybody, but God can't do that. He. It's got to be our choice. How we live. Do we live in repentance toward Him? Are we willing to do uh, whatever? It's not just well, I'll save you. I'll save you. But there are a lot of Christians today that think, Well, Jesus is going to save me. I don't know how, but uh, I'm confident He will. You know. Well, I think we need to <laughs> take a closer look at that. And so uh, I happen to have a. A book, uh, let me say, first of all, I, I quoted uh, John 5, 43, I am coming my father's name and you receive mm-hmm. me not. I happen to have a copy of a book right now, uh, and it has the four letters of God's name.
0: Mm-hmm. I was
2: giving a, a talk at a group meeting one time uh, about God's name because uh, Josephus said God's name is all vowels, four vowels. And these are the the four miles. But a guy got up of the control booth, walked to the front, and handed me this book. I mm. said he gifted me it, and uh, it was he already knew and understood what the name was, basically. Wow. While while most people, it's I A U A, the I is pronounced internationally with an E sound, so it's Ia, like in Zechariah. Oh, Hallelujah! You know that mm-hmm. that's a Hallel hallelujah. is a praise to yep. Ia, uh, I-A-U-A, basically. You know. Yeah. So, but Christ said he came in that name. And so I see the first three letters of Christ's name as Ia Ushua. Shua is salvation. The, mm-hmm. the letters of the Godhead are their initials, I think. So they are salvation to us, the, those three letters Yod, Hey vav And there's a fourth letter, another He, which is Ah. So he, it's ha, Ia Ua. Yeah. But Christ's name is Ia Ushua, uh, Shua meaning salvation. So uh, that's Amen. that's my take on the name. It's different, but those, yeah. I've given you the reasons kind of why I think that that's what it is. And I could be wrong, you know, somehow, but I think we have to go by the best information we have. Times of ignorance got winks, you know, it says in, in Acts 17, 30, mm-hmm. 31. And um, I'm not here to rub anybody's nose in something really strange. Uh, you know, they can bypass it or study it out and when the time comes that uh, the earthquakes and things happen, we, we want to say, uh, is that you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> amen. <laughs> or whatever, amen. you know, uh, just like Samuel said, uh, here I am, uh, speak, Lord, your servant hears, you know. Okay. And what were those letters again? Uh, the yod has the E sound. It mm-hmm. really represents the father and, and hand as in giving, receiving, and ownership. He is the owner. And the hey is pronounced ah. And that's uh, like, uh, it means light or window. I believe that's the Holy Spirit. And then the the third letter is the vav or wa, and it uh, means hook or nail or balance beam. And that's Christ. He was nailed for us and everything balances on him, in my opinion. Okay. Amen.
1: So when you say it all together, it's it sounds like hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah I mean, means hallelujah. a, a, a
2: praise. Yeah. Hallel is a praise to uh, uh, Iaua, basically. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then Jesus' name is uh, Ia Ushua. Ia Ushua. Wow. Yeah. How would that be spelled?
2: Well, I happen to have another book, and uh this is pu- published by Moody Press, uh-huh. but uh Moshy Rosen of Jews for Jesus wrote it, and it's the title is Yeshua, it's a Y apostrophe Shua, and it's uh, the subtitle is the Jewish Way to Say Jesus. Mm, yeshua okay. but yeah, yeshua, uh it's leaving out the good. first uh uh the it's historic that they have uh pr- pronounced the yod as a y when, mm-hmm. when really it's uh the, the y not as ya but e as in baby baby lady uh, and so on mm-hmm. that the y that way is a e sound is because it's a vowel if you pronounce the, uh, the y as a vowel is it has the e sound if You okay. pronounce it as Yah, like yonder, it's Yahweh, and that's how they come up with uh, Yahweh. And uh, you know, but that's uh, in my opinion, it's the vowel,
1: anyway. Amen, amen, praise the Lord! That's awesome, that is awesome. And, and you know, talk to us about why the translators would even change his name.
2: Well, um, I think that uh, it's part of a, a bigger picture with uh, what uh, see the the devil has uh his side in this controversy between good and evil and in R- daniel 7th chapter there's a little horn that grows out of the roman empire and it says it uh it was there were 10 horns really but this little horn uprooted 3 and became very great and it was it says diverse or different why because it was a religious power out of rome okay and so that's how i see uh from the Roman Empire, we got the Holy Roman Empire, uh, except that uh, I don't think it was really that holy as they thought. <laughs> you know. And Amen. basically, uh, uh, they made a lot of changes. I mean, if you were to look at the Ten Commandments, um, the first commandment is, I shall have no other gods before me. But one of the Pope's official titles is, Lord God the Pope. You know, you can Google that, it's an official title. Well, I don't, <laughs> You, he, he's not Lord God the Pope to me, you know, uh, basically. And uh, the second commandment is, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness. Don't bow down or pray or whatever, you know, but the, the church is full of them, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a, mm-hmm. And it's a, uh, they say, well, they visualize God better or Mary better or the saints better with, you know, images. Well, it, uh, their, their translation of their Bible is correct about the Dewey version, but their catechism gets rid of it totally. And it doesn't even mention uh, anything about graven image. They, they to have ten commandments. They split number ten in in the in the catechism in two. So that number ten is thou shalt not covet thy neighbor. Number nine is thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, and number ten is thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. Well, you know God didn't need to, to do that. Uh, that's he said you shall not add to or take away from, or I'll take your name out of the book of life. And so uh, for those that in, knowingly do that, bad idea, I think. Bad idea. Yeah, it's not going to end well. Right. Amen. Amen. So Peace that's Lord. that's it in a nutshell for the name. And uh, but I see also going down those commandments, they uh thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. In, uh, in vain means uh empty, maybe, but they emptied wherever God's name is found in scripture, they changed it to Lord in all capital letters. So they got rid of the name uh and, and made it more generic, more acceptable, you know, that way. People around the world, they all worship the Lord, you know, but Baal meant Lord. The translation of Baal is Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh, So not good. You know, God wants us to be known as uh, uh, in the wedding parable or or actually in Hosea 2 verse 16. Call me no more Bali, uh, Baal or Mm -hmm. Lord. uh, Call me Ishi, husband, you know. and Mm -hmm. In a husband-wife situation, nobody wants to have it lorded over them or told what to do. You want to come to a mutual decision. And uh, I think God uh, wants uh, our respect of him as God, but uh, he wants uh, to be, uh, you know, like when he was t- uh, talking with Abraham, he said, shall I tell Abraham what I'm going to do? Well, he wanted to be thought, he didn't want to just destroy Sodom and maybe Lot, uh, he wondered what happens. Uh, so he He told Abraham and Abraham bargained with God. God was willing to wanted, to, you know, if, if Abraham would have been, satisfied with 50 dead in Sodom, uh, God would have ended at that. But it was still, you know, God wants uh, to be seen as fair and right in this controversy between good and evil. And he's concerned about us. And if we don't know something about it, he's not going to treat us bad. But when we know something about it, I think we got to go by it. Amen. 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 Let's
1: move to the, the fifth seal now. Share with us what you've discovered about the fifth seal in the book of Revelation. Well, I'm sorry, we, uh, not the mid, the fourth. We just talked about the, f- right. the fifth. I'm, yeah. talking, I'm talking about the fourth. The fourth seal in the Book of Romans. Okay,
2: the fourth seal is a, a pale horse, and it represents pestilence or disease. There was war uh, in the in the red horse. Is uh, I'll take peace from the earth. Okay, the the red horse. The third the third seal was a black horse. A, a measure of wheat for a penny. Three measures of barley for a penny is famine. Okay, uh, so. War, famine, and pestilence is the third one. The pale horse, uh, you know, if, if you're jaundiced or something like that, uh, you might look uh, uh, colored like that pale horse. And the point is that, that um, in the Dark Ages, uh, the, the pestilence like uh, smallpox and the bubonic plague and so on, they ravaged Europe during the time of the Holy Roman Empire. And I believe that uh, during that time, it it represents their empire as well in the sense of uh, uh, disease and death. It's it's called disease and death. And so I want to look at some things which, uh, from the book of Daniel, I've already said that the commandments were changed. Uh, First commandment, uh, thou shalt have no other gods before me. They have the title, Lord God, the Pope. They got rid of the commandment on images they changed God's name to a title, Lord, and, and we took His name in vain. About seven thousand times, by the way, that in the Bible that you find the word Lord in all caps. Well, that's like Elijah. By the way, the word Elijah there's no J; it was Elia, and it means L. The word for God is Elohim. Short for short form for God is L. L. is Ea. That's that's again. We're coming to the two two vowels, Ia, uh, and. Um, then the, the uh, fourth commandment is has also been changed. Rome, uh, under uh, Constantine, the emperor in 321, he was a, a sun worshiper, a Rosicrucian, and he made a Sunday law, and the pope found a reason to make it okay. Uh, it was uh, the resurrection we will honor. Well, you know, so uh, okay. it's on the day of the resurrection, that's true, but God, God didn't need the resurrection in Romans 6. He gives us baptism, like as Christ was uh, buried, uh, you know, died and was resurrected. Even so, we also shall rise and newness of life when we're baptized, basically. Uh, and so death to sin and resurrected to walk in, in, in fellowship with Christ. But uh, they're saying, well, it's Sunday and or Lord's Day. I happen to have a um, letter from a Catholic priest that I might share with you and the audit listeners hold on I'm just going to grab this my glasses this is um from about 100 uh 20 some years ago basically it's from uh Saint Alfonso's church in uh Saint Louis Missouri which i happened to grow up in and i don't know how i got this anyway i can't remember it but it's 1905 okay and it says dear friend this is handwritten by a priest okay who says i have offered and uh and still Uh, offer, $1,000 to anyone who uh, can prove to me from the Bible alone that I am bound under grievous sin to keep Sunday holy. It was the Catholic Church which made the law obliging us to keep Sunday holy. The Church made the law long after the Bible was written, hence the law is not in the Bible. Christ our Lord um, empowered his church to make laws binding in conscience, he said to his apostles and their lawful uh, successors in the priesthood, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Now that's his authority is is that, when in reality through, through the New Testament, I mean, most, most Protestants think, uh, well, the apostles kept the Lord's Day, you know, but the Lord's Day is found only one time in the New Testament, it's in Revelation one ten when John was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day, and he heard a, a, a great voice, which I believe was an encoded earthquake. It, it was a voice of a trumpet. But if you go to where a trumpet is first found, it's it's Sinai Exodus nineteen when the mountain shook when God came down on the mountain. It was a great a great like a great trumpet. Anyway, my point is partly that uh, um, the Lord's Day. Uh, it says in mark 2:28 the last verse the son of man is lord of the sabbath well if the sabbath is his uh, he's lord of that day um to have another day the next day first day of the week when god commanded the first day and by the way god said christ said that not one jot or tittle will pass from the law till right. heaven and earth pass not jo- one jot or tittle will pass well heaven and earth are still here so yeah. what happened to the fourth commandment you Amen. know uh, if, if God, uh, and I'll just quote the fourth commandment for it briefly, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall uh, 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 work and do all your, uh, you can labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it, you shall not do any work, you nor your son, daughter, manservant, maidservant, and so on. For in six, and this is the reason why, for in six days God made heaven and earth to see and all that in them is, and rested the seventh. Wherefore he blessed the Sabbath and hallowed it well he did it because he is creator and we honor him as uh, you know as his creation basically if we uh, believe that so that um you know um uh, again I- i'm saying there are a lot of people that haven't done this but god forgives us he winks he's been uh, winking at our ignorance many times but as we approach the time of judgment let us study these things out and feel comfortable with it uh, uh, I'm just I'll give you the New Testament reasons because uh, that's what uh, the Pope or the Catholic Church cites uh, or or other Protestants in the book of Acts, speaking of the Acts of the Apostles, how they lived, and so on, there's only one reference to first day of the week when uh, um, and it was when Paul preached at midnight and was leaving the next day on a ship that was uh, a reason why he would extend uh, into the Sunday or something, whatever I don't know. But the point is that there are nine times what refers to Sabbath in the book of Acts, and three times it's every Sabbath. Every Sabbath, Paul did this or that. So uh, you can't tell me that that, um, that the apostles were really honoring the Lord's Day on Sunday uh, when I get any evidence from the book of Acts, which is what they were doing and how they were living. So um, that's, to me, just uh, uh, pretty clear evidence that uh, what Daniel 7 says that the little horn would think to change times and laws. It's uh, the times of, of uh, that God would have us honor, really, basically. And when, I th- when we come down to the end, I'm confident that uh, when it says in Revelation 13 about the um, new world order, the image beast will have false worship, and you can't buy or sell uh, without the mark of the beast. I believe that uh, it, it will not be about... Uh, uh, well, let me just say it, it won't be an image of fiery furnace, but it will be. Uh, you got to go uh, on Sunday. <laughs> you know, my opinion. I could be wrong, but the false worship, uh, worth-ship, We're giving yeah, false yeah, worship, yeah. worth yeah. to something, and I think the UN will support the Pope's agenda. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to, and that's what, by the way, Laudato Si' uh, yes. with uh, this Pope is uh, it's it's so you can you know close the businesses on on uh, Saturday. Uh, on on Sunday, so you can attend the Eucharist. Really, it's, that's the intent. And the previous Pope, Pope John Paul, uh, his uh, dies domini, uh, dies is the day, and domini is Sunday. So it, that's 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 what they're behind and pushing. But see, Congress is not supposed to make any law respecting the establishment of a religion. Well, Sunday would be uh, their establishment. You know so it, it 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 we're not there yet, they have to really take America apart, so we want uh new world order and uh the pope in charge really is is yeah. will be behind It's not obviously seen that way, but that's that's uh where it's coming to in my opinion amen amen
1: and, and then the Bible say that you know God's not going to do anything without revealing it first. how does that apply
2: here? talking about the day of the lord well i I believe that first of all. Uh, when I believe John was in the spirit on the Lord's day, uh, he was shown the day of the Lord. He was shown what was coming for the end time period. And Mm -hmm. so he was in the spirit of that. Uh, It wasn't about Saturday or Sunday per se, you know, in my opinion. So he was
1: in the vision of the Lord's day at the climactic event, basically.
2: Yes. Okay. And uh, I I think that uh, God won't do anything without revealing it, but I believe mm -hmm. that, Revelation 13 shows that it's going to come through false worship, you know, in a sense. Uh, the first beast was the papacy. Um, it, it was described in Revelation 13:1 as a mouth like a lion, feet like a bear, had spots like a leopard, and had the total of seven heads and, and ten horns of the papacy. Those, those beasts of Daniel 7, if you put them all together and amalgamated them, there was a lion, a bear, uh, a leopard-like beast, and a dreadful dragon that had uh, um, uh, ten horns. Okay, and there were the the leopard had four four heads, so that you add them all together, there were seven heads, ten horns, and all of that. And the papacy is depicted like that because it survived all of those. You know, when when one kingdom assimilates another. You you take its customs, its traditions, and so on, and the papacy has been that. It has paganized many things, uh, just like the fish hat, you know, and so on. People worship fish and, and so on. Uh, pine cones, fertility, the seeds in the pine cone, uh, their little staff with the pine cone on the top. Um, don't want to necessarily go there too much, but just yeah. say that the, God has revealed it in Scripture, just like through Daniel and Revelation go together, and it says this little horn, would persecute the saints made war with the saints cha- thought to change times and laws uh, etc um amen. speaking great words against god when they say lord god the pope that's great words yeah, you know yeah amen
1: And you're not saying that all catholics are going to hell they were basically led astray
2: by their leadership right that's right that's right yeah. and I, I i have known some very fine christian catholics mm. i think there'll be more catholics in heaven than any other denomination because there are so many of them mm. and they uh, some of them uh uh, live well to do the best they know. Uh, on the other hand, if you think you can just uh, live as you please and go every week and just pay the priest, uh, you know, uh, that's that's not living in repentance towards God. Right. Uh, and I, I don't think that's, you know, uh, it cheapens Christ's sacrifice to say Christ paid for our sins, but we can go in and pay for our own. I don't right. think so.
1: Right. Amen. Amen. I agree as well.
2: Hey, folks, Pastor
1: Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of this great interview with Dr. Richard Ruling as we're discussing the fourth and fifth seals of the book of Revelation. I encourage you to drop down the show notes, order this book, get in touch with Dr. Ruling. His books are absolutely awesome, and they're so informative. They'll open your eyes to things that... We just can't even begin to go into in the short time I got to talk about his episodes. Drop down the show notes. Check out his books. Get in touch with him. Ask your questions. He's more than willing to answer your questions too. Hey, Amen. Be sure to come back for the next episode as we'll conclude this great interview with Dr. Richard Ruling. Until then, this Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed
0: in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast.
1: So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, or